Hi, it's Jeff here. Before we start our latest Six Nations pod, just a quick word to remind you of the Harpen Guinness Pint Predictor League. If you think you can predict the scores from this year's championship better than our panelists, then why not prove it by first downloading the free Fanzo app, then joining our league, just enter the code HARPIN, that's H-A-R-P-I-N. You can win a free pint for yourself from every match by just getting close enough to the right result. But we're also looking to see who gets the best score from an individual round. So far, we've got Christy O'Connor, who got 46 in round one. So there's still plenty of time to sign up and beat that. Right. On with the show. Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano and welcome to the Harpen on Rugby preview show. Joining me to look ahead to Ireland's next match in the 2023 Guinness Six Nations is someone back for their 16th pod. Welcome back to Mr. Keno Muller. Hey, Jeff, delighted to be back again. Listen, before we talk about Saturday, Keno, you've been uh, pouring over the stats from round one last weekend. I was wondering if anything, like any one or two things caught your eye. Yeah, I was looking at it and... Uh, the- uh, some of some of the things that struck me were the points of similarity between the two sides. Um, in terms of the say, rooks won and lost. Um, Ireland won ninety seven point five percent of their rooks, and France won ninety three point four percent. For example, uh, now Ireland had more rooks because they play a more rook intensive game, but they're fairly similar, relatively similar um, kind of win rates. You know, they're up there in the ninety plus uh, bracket. Um, again. Carries carries per ball action is about forty six percent Ireland forty two percent France again pretty similar four point eight meters for Ireland five point seven for France again that points to the difference between the two games but it, not a huge difference between them uh, a couple of them start to stand out though um, I'll kind of look at those now um, Ireland lineouts one loss stolen Ireland was fifteen zero and two so one one hundred percent of our lineouts and stole two uh, of theirs whereas France was seven two two um uh, now I know uh, the Italian second row I can't remember his name had, had a bit of a stormer but uh, mm. with only seven lineouts one and two like out of nine seven from nine is not a great return um, and a lineout is a bit harder to fix uh, the place kicking as well Ireland were six from six to, you know both kickers um, and France were only four from six um, mm. so they're kind of they still haven't always got that reliable uh, place kicking option um, to go to um, which is okay when you're scoring lots of tries and the other team isn't but in a tight match it can like six points can be like yep. that's that, that's 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 huge in normal uh in normal six nation scoring terms six points is absolutely the winning or losing of a game oh that's right that, that that's all very good uh, that's a lot, of, a lot a lot of good numbers uh keynote um from from week one but uh, now we're going to start um harpen actually on the feature match which as you can see is uh, ireland v france on round two of the 2023 guinness six nations kicks off at the viva stadium at 2 15 p.m on saturday uh, february the 11th and the match is being broadcast on rte2 and itv1 now uh, ireland named their starting lineup on thursday so let's have a look starting with the back line at uh, fullback of course mr hugo keenan the uh, wingers james lowe and mac hansen the centers uh stuart mccluskey and gary ringrose and the uh the halfbacks are Connor Murray and, of course, skipper Johnny Sexton. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in terms of that uh, back line, I mean, you know, last week, Keenan was Ireland's security blanket. He was always in the right place. He's at the, he, at the right time in defence. Uh, he knew exactly what needed to be done. He was great in the air, literally did everything he could have been asked to do and wasn't even required to make a tackle, <laughs> according to the official stats. Hansen had a, had a quiet match, I think, by his standards last week. But, he, I mean, he did his job. Um, he got two dominant tackles in and topped the offload charts with three. 
Um, and then Lowe on the other wing was causing chaos. He was boisterous in attack and defense, made 220 meters off that left boot, uh, got one, two turnovers, uh, made 112 meters off six carries. Um, one of those being the worldy intercept, which definitely helped bump up the numbers. Uh, they are going to have their hands full. Uh, it's, it's, it's a French backline capable of breaking from anywhere, and they have power and pace, and they have um, a 9-10 axis that can deliver the ball to them uh, at a moment's notice. So they're going to have to be on point defensively. Um, I think we're going to be tested uh, early as well. France like to kick, so they're really going to have to be on point uh, in, in both sides of the game. Absolutely, yeah, be a big test for the uh, for for our centers. I think as well defensively, just basically marshalling the defense. We all know ring rows, but it, it's kind of a it's not an untested, uh, completely untested partnership. McCluskey ring rows, but they wouldn't obviously put, play together as much. So uh, how they how they how they work together as well is going to be a big big factor as well. For sure, yeah. I mean, the rinky center pairing did very well. Uh, Eighteen tackles uh, between them, um, one hundred and fifteen meters run, and five broken tackles as well like they were get they were getting away from their tacklers the stew's offloading game and strong running game is definitely going to be needed to test that french midfield uh ring rose hopefully can leave a rib tickler or two on entomac mm. so then as well as that that center pairing uh johnny sexton connor murray uh i mean it's a it's a very experienced uh so, um half pairing at half uh you've got johnny sexton who's uh 14 points off all-time point score in the six nations uh, he's only six penalties off the all-time penalty score on the Six Nations as well. Now, it's three years since he last got to play uh, against France, uh, which was an eight-point loss away. Um, since then, it was a two-point loss at home and a six-point loss away. Our The Irish team is in a very different place than it was uh, at that point. He last played in post-2019 World Cup, and I reckon he's been eyeing this one up from a long way out. So I will expect a very fired-up Johnny on the day. And uh, Conor Murray, uh, he was... Touch and go to to be in the squad with some um, difficult uh, personal news, uh, which I won't go into. But uh, he was. I'm glad glad that he uh, he is able to contribute because he was great value last week. Um, accurate kicking and swift delivery throughout. Uh, he has a he had a dominant tackle too, and with Dupont opposite him, opposite him now this week, he's probably going to need that in the arsenal because, uh, as we all know, Dupont loves a snipe. Okay, we'll move on to the forwards now. The front row is uh, Andrew Porter, Rob Herring, and Finley Beelham. The uh, second row, Tygburn and James Ryan, and a back row of Peter Manny, Josh Fenderflair, and uh, Kaelin Doris. So you've got um, Porter, Herring, and Beelham in the in the front row. Uh, I mean. Despite a rash of penalties given away in the second half last week, Porter was key um, with second highest carries and heavy traffic, work, work, ruck work, tackles, and a key try saver. Um, Beelham proved his mettle yet again with a solid scrum performance, which included winning a scrum penalty and an assist for Ryan's try. And uh, Herring is a proven performer at this level. I mean, remember New Zealand? Anyone remember that one by any chance? I know I do. <laughs> um, and he's also he's in the top five lineout throwers in Six Nation history, uh, along with Sheehan. Um, so no slouch uh, with the darts either. Um, it's also uh, it's also possible that Herring's shorter torso will help get rid of that seam on Porter's side of the scrum when Sheehan's there. Just the disproportion between uh, like Sheehan's so tall for a hooker. Uh, it, I think and. Uh, I think Porter's body shape doesn't fit particularly well with that longer torso. So um, possibly that might go in our favor for a more stable scrum. I don't think we're going to be looking at trying to to win 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 balls against the head now or anything like mm. it. But uh, just get our stable, own. That's the main thing. Yeah, get a stable platform, get the ball out. 
paint a good picture. Uh, yeah. If you can get uh, strong and square and hold your own, um, that certainly go a long way to that. Uh, Ty Byrne, James Ryan in the second row. Um, hard to argue against uh, what's probably now our best starting second row pairing. Um, maybe not as gigantic as some other teams might have. France, uh, South Africa, I'm looking at both of you. Uh, they are dynamic and athletic. Um, Byrne's a constant danger over the ball. And we will need him to be looking for opportunities to slow or poach uh, for any opportunity that comes his way. Uh, and Ryan is really, this season, is showing some proper dog about him. Uh, his calling uh, has gone, like O'Connell has done a wonderful job with him because his calling has gone another level. Um, and the bit of dog with that, it really, it suits him very well. He, um, uh, the line out is now a weapon and attack again for Ireland, where it certainly wasn't uh, not too long ago. Um, and I think there are real opportunities as well in defensive jumping. Um, mm-hmm. Going by last week's French performance, um, their, their line out was not as tidy as it could be. And getting to that next, Peter O'Mahony in the back row, along with Josh van der Fleer and Keelan Doris. Um, you know, he did superb work last week. Uh, high ruck arrivals efficacy and work rate. He was just really efficient at the rook. Not not a glamorous part of the game, one that often goes unnoticed, but uh, he, he really did put in the shift. He also was, always raises his game for, for games like this, so I would expect to see a steal or a turnover at a key moment from him. And then Van der Fleer and Dars, they're like something from a sci-fi movie. <laughs> They've both been gushed over so much. I'll limit myself here to a little bit. We'll, we'll, save, it for, we'll save it for the aftermatch. <laughs> aftermatch discussion. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. No, it's it, it's it's the expectation level is my and is high, and you see you see you do see people questioning O'Mahony's presence there. But I mean, before you even talk about what he does on the pitch, just he's the kind of guy he just is the presence. Just having him there in the dressing room, he's a great guy. He's a sort of a rallying cry to everyone else. That's before you get his performance. And you talked about lineouts; they go to him so much in the lineouts. He's such a reliable option, and and it's just. You, you, it's it. The, the team, the team just looks that much better now. And like you, and again, like you say, in the big, big matches, he tends to really come in, put put in the put in the full performance, and not just in the first ten minutes, as much as the last ten minutes as well. So no. he's, he's someone you want there for sure. He is definitely a glue player. Um, and then yeah, Vanderflyer and Doris as well. Then you know, unfor- oh, you know, you have you only have World Player of the Year and. Uh, Doris has been absolutely tearing up trees. Uh, I mean, last week they made 32 tackles between them, missed none. Doris, Doris carried 11 times, which is the joint highest in heavy traffic. And 50% of Vanderflyer's 14 tackles were dominant tackles. 50%. So he's been That's... working on that too. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, scary, scary when you when you put it into numbers like that, you know it's 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 it, it is really looking good. Okay, we'll move on to the bench now, and um, we've got uh, Ronan Kelleher, Dave Kilcoyne, Tom O'Toole, the reserve front row, uh, Ian Henderson, Jack Conan, round out the forwards, and in the backs, it's Craig Casey, Ross Byrne, and Bundyaki. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's given them the, the 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 rake of injuries we've had. It's actually still quite a decent bench. There's a lot of experienced heads on there. There's a good bit of power and there's a good bit of zip as well. It's a uh, it's a massive opportunity for O'Toole, uh, who who deserves the shot, frankly, and I'm delighted he's gotten the call up. Um, but as well for Casey and for Ross Byrne, um, Bundyaki, I expect to him to be a bit of a a leadership presence in the centre of the field. He he needs to deliver a calm but powerful mm. <laughs> performance. Um, 
we absolutely need to make sure that we are nailed on keeping the uh, penalty count low in this yep. game. Um, and I'm not trying to single out Bundy for this. He has certainly gotten a bad image of late. It's possible the ref might be. That's it. That's the worry. It's not. It's not so much the fans' no. uh, expectations. It's what the ref um, sees in, in in his previous record. Oh, for sure. You see, this is the problem. This is the problem. Once you've gotten a couple of calls like that against you, you need to be more than clean. You need to be squeaky. You need to be yep. absolutely clean, or you know, the, the marginal calls will go against you. It's it's only human. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it won't be. Hopefully it won't be an issue. I think a key is. I mean, with every game we've seen this season, it's going to be how how the first uh, the first twenty thirty minutes go, and uh, who who if who if anyone gets to establish themselves and establish themselves, especially on the scoreboard. Okay, so um, now it's time to have a look at our opposition, which is of course uh, France. Or I'm putting that way, France. <laughs> As ever, my graphics department will put the names on the screen. Or if you're listening on the podcast, they can be found in the program notes. So how do you think their lineup is looking, Kino? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> next next no. topic. Moving on. Oh, my um, God. No. <laughs> it's, it's, why is it every time France put out a team sheet? It's like, oh, they've got a rake of injuries. And they're really, really, it's, oh, there's no Dante. There's no Villiers. And then you look at the team sheet. You're like, oh, what? That's <laughs> <laughs> look. Uh, you know, I mean, you could try and start picking it apart, but I mean, look at that. I mean, that front row is just insane. I mean, you could really put a case forward for that being the best front row unit in the world by Marchand and Antonio. In terms of scrummaging, certainly in terms of the set piece, the scrummaging front row, then between them and South Africa, really. Um, uh, Flamand had a good game, Willemsa, <laughs> you know, that. It's it's really hard to pick apart any 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 gaps in the team. Maybe Ramos. Yeah, they're missing Dante and Villiers, but I mean they still have Fiku and Mofan and the centers there. And you haven't they, even said Peno yet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they they have quality, all right. Yeah, yeah. And then a six-two split. Um they yeah. are absolutely going to go and play the same way they've been playing since they uh, really kind of revived the French team into something wonderful. It's going to be 10-man plus rugby. They are absolutely going to grind it through the pack. Uh, they're going to kick it uh, to play outside of their territory as much as possible um, and then rely on the absolute brilliance of uh, Dupont when he's when he's on form. Um, and Entomac as well is capable of absolute moments. Brilliant. And then, you know, release, like, literally, I mean, Peno, yeah, for sure. But, you know, anyone in that back line uh, mm. is capable of doing a, a really bad, a really horrible job. And then you got Jalibert to bring in off the bench as oh, well, yeah. just in case. I just throw him in, yeah. I mean, and, and also, like, what you were saying on our pod last weekend about the Irish team, it, when you talk about that, the, the whole more than some of its parts aspects that you need uh, for, for a, a top rugby team. Um, Ireland, you talk about Andy Farrell's so sense. He's given them a sense of player led belief um, where for the French, 
they're kind of unified. Like the, the fact that they've got the World Cup this year um, on their home turf and all that kind of stuff, that's kind of spurring them on as well. The pride playing at home and maybe lifting it, the, the cup for the first time and their, and their home. So, so that's kind of been driving them for the past year and so as well. So the, you've got the, the coming together of these two great teams. It's really, it's really all really well set up. Definitely. Okay. We'll move on to the officials now. And it's Mr. Wayne Barnes uh, holding the whistle for the game, as you can see there. Um, uh, Matthew Carley, Jordan Ray, Way, and uh, Brendan Pickerel rounding out the officials. The weather for Dublin is uh, it's supposed to be, so it looks like good rugby conditions, partly sunny, 11 degrees, not much rain, not much wind. Um, can't really say. Hopefully, hopefully that stays the same for everyone in the Aviva Stadium. Which brings us on to where we put our heads on the block uh, for prediction time. So we're going to start with the other matches. So uh, maybe have a look at uh, Scotland v Wales. Yeah, um, I thought Scotland's last weekend were very good at executing once they got in their 22. Um, but they they weren't able to stop a misfiring England still from generating chances. Uh, Wales created a good number of opportunities, but they weren't able to finish them. Um, but stymied Ireland for about half an hour in that second half once they figured out how to play the ref. Um on the balance of things in that game, I'm going to go with the steady selection and home advantage. Um, so Scottish win 11 points. Okay. And uh, next on Sunday, we're going to have England against Italy. Yeah. Italy were handed a golden opportunity last week, but they're kicking let them down. Um, England are finding their feet, but they have selected Farrell at 10 with a bigger 12 inside him, which would be very familiar territory to him. Um, I think home advantage as well. Then on top of that, this puts this well beyond Italy. Um, I, though I reckon they'll take one scalp before the end, at least before the end of the tournament. So I'm going to say England by 19. Okay. And which of course leaves us with Saturday de Viva. Now you could say this clash has everything. Top two teams from last season, top two in the world rankings, both on the same side of the World Cup draw, both got maximum points away from home in round one, evenly matched in many ways. You've been saying home advantage so far. Is that Could that tip the balance here? You've been reading my notes again. Um, <laughs> look, it's going to be an immense battle of defensive systems. Uh, but for me, I think Ireland have evolved more since last year than France have. Um and France haven't faced a stern away test in some time. The last couple of games we've had with them have been very tight. And this time we have Johnny as well. Um, I think this one's going to come down to a few breakdown penalties, though. Uh, they're, as they're going to be playing on the edge, I reckon it's going to come down to that. Um, and then by extension, probably how the line out is functioning. Um, but again, yeah, home advantage uh, on top of the additional flexibility of the Irish systems to be the difference. Ireland by six. Great. And fingers crossed. And if everyone's uh, downloaded that Fanso app, be sure and get in your predictions and uh, and see if you can be, see if you can beat our scores uh, and, and and win yourself a free pint yourselves. Right. We're going to leave it there. Many thanks, Keena, for joining me for another preview show. Hope to have you on again soon. And uh, to the listeners, be sure and join the conversation on Macedon throughout the match and then maybe head over to our Facebook page at full time and leave your thoughts there. Right. In the meantime, stay safe, everyone. Slán. Good morning, Jeff.